Hey love, welcome to Divine Alignment, the podcast. This is a space where we bridge the gap between your soul and your human, and we speak pure magic. It's so interesting about our psychic. It's just like you don't know what you don't know until you do know. And then once mm-hmm. you see it, it's not about, oh, here it is this thing. It's about what do I want to do about it? How do I want to move through that? Like the kind of leadership that we get to take on to look at it and to move through it and to say, okay, I see this and this is not going to define me. Actually, I'm going to define it. <laughs> yeah. And, and here is what I'm realizing. Because again, like I always get drawn to bringing in the connection to like sex with leadership as well. Because it has, there's so many codes with sex and it's the same thing of like, okay, so when we're taking things on, so like every man that we sleep with, this is my breakthrough. We are downloading dick data into us. Like dick we're data. literally taking, <laughs> <laughs> we're taking on their cock codes. Oh they have codes inside their cock and they have dick data and we're welcoming that into our body. And then we do one of two things. We receive it or we freeze it. This is what I'm realizing. And this is how your relationship with masculine is born, right? So which, which is also your leadership. So when a, this is what I'm realizing is like what our business is and our performing our gifts and sex is supposed to feel like is it's supposed to feel like life force coming through you and out of you, through you and out of you and through you and out of you. It's not supposed to feel like it's draining you or pulling you or you're chasing it or you're running after it. Mm. Like receive to give, not give to receive. Yeah. So when a man's having sex with you, he's literally pumping his life force into you, but you're receiving it or you're not. And it doesn't mean it's a good life force either. Right. Exactly. It depends again, what's driving him and what's driving you. So if what's driving him and is he has weird codes on punishing women and like slut shaming and stuff like that, your body is going to receive that because you probably punish yourself. And then the same thing, how does this apply to like business and leadership? What's driving us in our business? Is it proving people wrong? Is it showing that we can conquer? Is it showing that guy who said we were worthless that we really could? Like most of us birthed our businesses on with trauma, right? Like most of us did. Most of us, our businesses were a trauma response to something. And mainly, I think for women, it's a lot about proving I can do it too. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, to show the value as well. Yeah. Like that man didn't have my back. So I'm going to have my own back. Mm. That man wasn't safe, so I'm going to create my own safety, which is like my bank account or or whatnot. And of course, it's good to do that. And I also, I would even go ahead and say that it's not just about the men, but also in general, like the structures of society, like the family, the core family, whether they had our back or not. And mm-hmm. society in general, depending on which um, communities we were, you know, we grew up in and whether those communities get up, you know, got our backs or not. That's so true. And if we felt different, which I think a lot of us did, like, um, this sounds dramatic, 
but I'm half Chinese, right? And so I'm different enough to know that I don't, I'm not exactly like everyone, right? Mm. But I, I don't look full Chinese, but I have olive skin. I have dark hair. There wasn't any Chinese people in my school. One, one Chinese person. And then obviously I went through like a little bit of bullying and stuff like that. And what did that teach me? People mm-hmm. don't have my back. And then we go into either good girl or bad girl. So when people don't have your back, when a man doesn't have your back, when your business doesn't have your back, when money doesn't have your back, we either go into good girl, which is shrink down, or we go into bad girl, which is like lean forward and get really loud. Mm -hmm. Right. Essentially it's an insecurity. So we're all reacting to an insecurity by either shrinking down or getting really loud. Mm. And so as you're saying, in terms of the foundation of the business, um, do you see the business? Because I talk a lot about the difference between our own energetic field and the energetic field of the business. So basically what you're saying is that in the way that you see it, in the way that we're speaking in this conversation, is that you see it as this masculine energy that gets to basically pour into us the codes of the business and then we get to express them? Yep. Yeah. So the more sharper or precisely we know what our masculine energy is, because it's really easy to know our feminine piece, like that's our personality, right? That's just like who we are, but we don't often think about what's the result of who we are. So who we are and what our gifts are, how did they, how do they help people? What tangible things does it give people when they're around you? Because people are getting something out of you. We just don't always know how to verbalize it, say it, or recognize it, or we we haven't always had it mirrored back to us. So like when it comes to business, or even we can apply this to having a soulmate partner and girlfriends and stuff like that, how does your existence benefit from you? What results become into people's lives from being around you? So the more that we can speak to that, the more it validates ourselves right? Like we could be changing, you could be on a date with a guy and you could be changing his life right then and there. Like he could be thinking like, wow, this girl is so amazing, but that doesn't mean he's going to say it. Hmm. And so that's why it's like, when we don't have that verbal validation, again, what will we do? We'll start chasing it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't get the compliment from the guy on the date, or I didn't get the thank you from the husband that I did the thing for. Or I didn't get the payback when I put all this time into my kids and I'm not getting any validation in my life. So I'm going to go seek it over here in my business. So the more we can almost like create our own validation. But when I say that, I don't mean like it needs to be more than just a competence or a feel good or convincing myself that I'm worthy. Like it has to go a lot deeper than that. It has to be body, mind, and soul. So you can't just ignore your mind and be like, no, it's okay. I'm worthy. Like, it's important to address the mind of like, why am I worthy? What am I providing to this man? Do I have the courage to ask him? How are you receiving me right now? Like, (laughs) how does it benefit you to look at me and my beauty? Like your beauty could literally be healing him. You don't even know. And a lot of men might not even know how to say that. So this entire journey with your husband and healing your sexual relationship and all of that, can you, can we speak a little bit more? Yeah. 
Um, okay. So here's the biggest difference. So a year ago or a year and a half ago, I was having human sex. So what I mean by that is I was having <laughs> orgasms. Love this description. Let's go. <laughs> having <laughs> orgasms. But I really, this is how you know you're having human sex. You don't see the big deal about orgasms. Like, yay, another orgasm. I could have 5 million of them. But I remember this conversation in like the mastermind where we met, where you were talking about like, well, I mean, what is the big deal about mm -hmm. orgasms? And I was like over here like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and well, because soul sex is different than human sex. Okay. So yeah, there's like, yeah. there's human sex and slutty sex where you're just banging private parts together and you're getting off. There's no big deal about getting off. There isn't. But when you have soul sex, it's different. It feels like life force coming in and out of you. It's embodied. It's like, so, so and you don't even know that that's a thing until you know that it's a thing. Do you know what I mean? And if you're I having know. human sex, there's a reason. <laughs> mm. It's It's blocking something out. And I had to go really deep into lots of different healings on that. But now the difference with soul sex is like when I'm with my partner, I can literally feel him coming up into my body and out of my heart and into my body and out of my heart, much like when we're doing exercise or Pilates and we can feel the energy just like moving through us. That's what soul sex feels like. It's a spiritual experience. Like I'm breathing him in, like his soul is literally coming into my body and then breathing him out. Mm. And the thing is, the awareness of this, because I believe that even having human sex, you're exchanging energy, but mm -hmm. in an unconscious way. And a lot of it can be frozen as you're talking about, you know, and it's interesting that we're getting in this conversation because um, this is something that I'm quite aware of in my personal life and in my intimate relationships, but I've never actually spoken on it. So I'm excited to have this conversation. And I feel like even having human sex is just like one level of consciousness. Everything else is still happening, though. But how much of that are we blocking and are we unconsciously not really looking at, bypassing as you're speaking? Mm -hmm. And and then we open that door of that other deeper levels of consciousness. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, all of these other things are also happening. And why am I blocking them? And what do I want to move into in order to open up to this idea? But the thing is, when you're saying like having that spiritual experience what that means when we talk about having that spiritual experience is basically the higher levels of consciousness is just more awareness of what is because what is has depth and we can only see let's say one piece of the puzzle but the puzzle is huge and and having a spiritual awareness is having a view on the entire piece not just one piece of the puzzle, but the entire puzzle, if that makes sense. Yes. I almost see it as like when you're having human sex, you're very tapped into the shell of your body. Like, you know what your clit's feeling, you know what your neck is feeling, and it can feel good, but you're not tapped into your insides. Like you're tapped into your human shell and your physical body feelings, but you're not tapped into the vibrational feelings, mm -hmm. like the yeah. insides. And now too, I've had like the craziest soul sex, like my third eye will just go crazy. And I can see like my partner's past lives. I can see mm -hmm. his aura change colors. I can see 
like different things being releasing. I can see colors. Like it's really, that's what makes it more interesting. I was like, no, no wonder I thought human sex was not that cool. (laughs) It was the same experience all the time. Right. Yeah. Hmm. And how is that for your husband? Because, you know, you've had, as you say, you've had been having this type of sex for a very long time as you're married for a while and have kids together. Um, How is like his opening towards this new depth within the intimate relationship? It's really cool because like he's he I wouldn't call him spiritual, right? Like he's not like a big woo woo type of person. So he has obviously noticed that there is an up level, but there was also some major things that had to change in our relationship for the sex to go that way as well. And one of the biggest things was our, we used to have like explosive fights, not all the time, but once in a while. And every time we would have one of those fights, or let's say he would be grouchy or something and he'd raise his voice and yells, instant frozen vagina, instant. Mm. So that that was a big piece of the human sex was because we hadn't healed that piece. And I was a part of it too, right? Like I'm also very alpha. So we're two alphas put together. So we would get in these big fights. So I had to get to the root of like why that was happening. And what I realized was it's because I'm wildness and he's safety. So what happens when wildness dances around someone trying to be safe, (laughs) the safe person is like, what the fuck? Mm. Like how, how I kind of seen it was like, he's the mountains, he's stability he's groundedness. And I'm over here like wildfire, like throwing my fire on his trees. And as, that's, fundamentally, that's fundamentally the, the relationship between the masculine and the feminine. It is. Um, but like, and so like when he would come down to his safety and how that would show up in regular life, maybe that's like, oh, the kids need to do this or they're going to get hurt or we've got to do this or that will happen like rules essentially in life, Mm. right? To create safety and regulation, put the forks over here, not over there. So essentially that safety and structure, which is literally who he is. And then I would be like, fuck you and your safety. I don't give a shit about the forks and blah, blah, blah. Cause I'm like, (laughs) you're ruining my freedom and my dance. Like fuck off with your forks. (laughs) And then what would happen? Huge, like big blow up fights. They were never extreme enough though for me to think like I need to do something about it do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it was like oh a fight and then we get over it but it was affecting me in ways I didn't know it was affecting me which was frozen vagina but because I was still having orgasms I didn't know it was frozen you know what I mean like you don't know it was the same as like when I had my eating disorder because I wasn't like really frail and skinny I didn't know I had an eating disorder like the really obvious symptoms weren't there, mm-hmm. right? So because just because you're having orgasms doesn't mean you have a healthy sex life. I guess that's how I would say it. So when I shifted inside of me, this is so crazy too, because we didn't do any counseling, nothing. I literally just shifted my body alchemization and he immediately started responding differently. doesn't mean we didn't have to have conversations. doesn't mean I didn't have to say when you yell, my vagina goes frozen. that's what I say now I'm like frozen vagina but that clarity for the masculine is huge because then then they understand that what they don't understand is why we go crazy psycho at their trying to organize things you know what I mean like this this entire previous conversation that you're talking about of you know 
oh, fuck off with your forks and this stupid conversation. And you're just like, you know, making me feel that I'm caged or whatever. They don't understand that. But if you are more clear and you say, when you yell, my vagina goes frozen, then it's <laughs> a very clear, <laughs> no <Right>? drama. <laughs> now he's got a reason not to talk about the forks. Oh, oh yeah. shit. It freezes your vagina. Okay. Now I'll listen. Mm-hmm. So that was really when things started to shift and I started going through like my sexual awakenings and whatnot, but I wouldn't say that Richard hundred percent understands it. What he does know is we fight like never now. And what he does know is that our sex is way better, but I, I don't know that he totally has connected all of the dots as to why. Mm. And I really don't need him to. And I think that piece is huge. One of the biggest things that I move through my clients a lot is having been in such a long-term relationship like I have for 10 years uh, with my ex-partner and going through deep spiritual awakenings that fundamentally changed who I was. And the big the big question is always, I want him to be there with me and mm-hmm. I want him to understand and I want him to mm-hmm. move through the same things. And I always go back to this we cannot. No, we cannot. We cannot. And mm-hmm. Yeah, we make it mean that that means that there's a gap, but mm-hmm. that's not what it is. It's he's on his own spiritual journey. And we truly don't know what's going on in his mind. And here's something really cool that I do with my psychic gifts that helped me really understand is I literally had sex with me through him like channel his body, like be in his body and have sex with me and experience me through him. And if you do that, it can open your up your eyes up to like how they really see you and perceive you. Oh, that's super and you can, interesting. Yeah. Like you can like picture yourself giving him a blowjob and see how he receives it. Like feel what he feels in his body. Have you ever done that? Like you can mm-hmm. feel what it feels like to have sex with a like being a man. It's very warm. Like the, the puss is very warm when you feel it. Um, so that's a cool way to like, if he's maybe not verbalizing it because he doesn't know how, that's a cool way to sort of experience it. But slowly and surely, when I take the pressure off, he's been having his own spiritual awakening, but he would never call it that. <laughs> so like, for example... One day I asked him, I'm like, how does it, I'm like, can you use your spiritual sense to smell my heart? Like, I'm I'm like, spiritually smell my heart right now and tell me what it feels like. If it was a food, tell me what it would smell like. And he was like, he actually answered and I almost died of shock. And he was like, it smells (laughs) like a loaf of bread. And I'm like, oh, what does that represent to you? And he's like, it's, it's warm and inviting and soothing. And like, I swear to God, that was the compliment I didn't know that I wanted. Mm. How beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Like way more than you're beautiful or your hair looks good or Mm. I like your outfit. Like, I was like, wow, he, he, even the fact that he even said a loaf of bread, like I was, I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love this. Slowly, slowly, but surely I asked little questions that prompt him into answers Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to get a really deep combo from him Mm -hmm. but I'll get something but you gave him a way to express 
that I think he didn't have the words for. Totally. And and on this whole thing, for me, I haven't done, which I'm totally going to experience now, this idea of like, you know, being in their bodies and seeing how it feels to them, um, putting in that on my notes. But what I do do, and it helped me a lot through my relationship and and even now, is I speak to their soul rather than what they're actually telling me. Like, and not necessarily that I don't consider what they're telling me. Of course I do. Mm-hmm. But when I am feeling unsafe because I'm not getting clarity or I don't really know what's happening and I know that they don't have the language to communicate it, I speak directly to their soul. Totally. We do this with clients too. You know, the client asks oh, you absolutely. the question. Absolutely. And you're like, yeah, yeah. The question isn't even what you're asking. So mm-hmm. like, I tap under it, but still address the actual question. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it just gives a different scoop around what is actually happening that they cannot communicate. And I think this is why like, I'm so passionate about like activating spiritual gifts with leaders and how important it is for leaders to like activate their spiritual gifts and their spiritual awareness. Because as I said, what is spirituality is the bigger awareness of what's happening, not just one level of awareness it's like you know activating all the realms and seeing the bigger picture because when we're leading our clients when we're leading our relationships when we're leading any type of situation when we can see the bigger picture our decisions are more precise our communication is more direct like all of those misunderstanding that's yes misunderstandings can happen but like it just really gives us this like superpower yeah. And we forget to do that, like with our partners, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause we're not in that mode. We're not in the mode of working or whatever. So we literally just forget. And then we just human to human, like we forget to tap under, we forget to go into the root. We forget to go. Essentially we're running our relationships more on autopilot because we're not our, Oh, here it is. We're putting so much of our spiritual gifts into our work that we need to also just be in our human sometimes, you know, like we need to sometimes just shut that off. And I think that's what happens a lot of times when not with our personal relationships, because we put all that energy into our work. Same thing with the creative energy, right? Like our sex drive and our creative energy are the same thing. So when we're constantly back to back launches, back to back, putting things out there, of course, our sex drive is going to go down because of all of our sexual and creative energy is going into work. So that was obviously a big problem. Again, when I look at the last year, I used to do back-to-back launches. Oh my God, my nervous system was so hijacked and I didn't even know it. Like I thought that was just how it's supposed to feel. Mm. And I actually thought that not feeling that was bad because it wasn't intense. I think a lot of us in the collective industry as a whole probably felt that like, oh, you're supposed to feel intense all the time. You're supposed to feel excited all the time. You're supposed to feel this or that. Or it's not the right thing when really, again, if we just calmed the fuck down and knew that we could launch something from a neutral integrated space, like it's like we made integration and neutral a swear word. Like that means we're not feeling passionate. And again, we do that with men too, right? The fuck boy will create a hijacked nervous system. The husband will create a calmness. 
And what do we do? We relate the calmness to, oh, it must mean I'm not passionate when really you're just not afraid. You're mm-hmm. just not using fear tangled in there to chase the fuck boy or chase the money or chase the fame or chase the validation. So we confuse safety with boring. So if you think safety is boring, you're not going to have a savings account or a man that sticks around. And that relationship or that way of seeing safetyness as boring or safetyness as something must be wrong is a program going back to the idea of you know, where we were born and the society that we were born with and our core parents and what we grew up with, especially if we grew up in a space where it was really stressful all the time and things were kind of all over the place all the time, all of a sudden that chaos becomes more comfortable and more safe and more familiar than it being super calm because if things are calm and you're not used to things being calm, you're like, what is wrong? Where is the drama? <laughs> totally. And like really to take it further, it's like the second that we, we are consummated, whatever that word is, when our mom and dad bang, our mom is feeling something and our dad is feeling something. And those two energies come to be the energy of what your birth did. Right. So even if it's not even how they feel about each other. So if your dad is a impulsive person and your mom is a shrinker and then they come together you're of course you're going to have those two things right and then there's how your dad feels about your mom and then there's the exact thing that's going through her brain at the exact moment that the seed is implemented that makes you literally and then it's our job this is why like I mean, this may sound controversial, but this is why babies are already born with, and it's not just a clear palette. It's they're taking on generations of coding. The baby is born with the parents coding. So, um, and even when I look back, that was my parents' dynamic, explosive fights. Mm. So the cool thing is, is that I'm healing it for, for my kids now. The other thing I think that a lot of us will relate boring or calmness to a time in our life when we shrinked or settled, right? And we might, so let's say we, for myself, I had a whole good girl phase with a guy where I just was, my opinion was non-existent. Like I just settled and he cheated on me and this and that. So that was before my husband. So every time things would be all feel like I constantly needed to feel like I needed to defend myself or I need to speak up for myself right away or I need to do this or I need to do that. Why? To make up for the years of shrinking and good girling. So then I went all the way into my bad girl. But I have a motto now, be a bitch right away. Be a bitch faster. Like this is literally my motto for my marriage. It's like, if you have a problem, say it right away. Don't hold on to that shit for two years. Not fighting about it is not better. Mm-hmm. communication so, yes and over t- like at first I was maybe not doing it in as good of a way because it would turn into a big blow-up fight but it's better than hanging on to it in my in my case so when when something bugs me I just bleh, and I just say it and then usually we maybe bicker and then laugh and then move on 
It's when you hold it for two years. Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes a problem. So yeah, like if you just speak up with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everywhere in life, can you just be a bitch faster? Like just say what you want <laughs> faster. It might have a consequence, but the consequence is better than the resentment poisoning you inside. I agree. Yeah. And it's because the thing about this too is like when we hold on to these things, it becomes a filter to everything. So it's not just the thing that they did that made us super mad that day, but it's everything else that they do after that that's going to be filtered through the resentment that we're already building. (laughs) Totally. So it's like, oh, but he did that then. And then now it's again. So it's like, it's like building and it becomes a bigger problem eventually. And it's so big that, you know, of course, when you when you blur it out, it's just going to be this huge, tremendous, big deal of a fight. When it could have just mm-hmm. been a communication like, I don't like this. It doesn't feel safe to me. Yeah. And I think it's like believing that your man can handle what you have to say as well. So like, not just worrying all the time that you're going to hurt his feelings or whatever. I fully know that my husband can handle my ratchet. And I fully trust, this is how I hacked money. Actually, I started to say, how do I want to feel about money? Like, like everyone would say, you've got to surrender. You've got to surrender. And I'd be like, I'm going to punch you in the face. If I knew how to (laughs) surrender, I would. Stop telling me to surrender. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> and this how is Tasha I... for everyone. This is her in her element. <laughs> I'm going to surrender my fist to your nose. <laughs> but how I figured it out is like surrendering is not changing your mind or not thinking about it. That's impossible. Yeah. So how I hacked surrender was I was like, okay, like, what do I feel safe with? So money is freaking me out at this at this time a year ago. And I was like, it's my, it's my marriage. And why? Because I know that I could get in a huge fight tomorrow and we'd still be okay. So I realized- Wait, how did you relate it, your money and your marriage? I didn't get that. So I was trying to figure out how to feel safe with money. Mm. Okay. So like how to not freak out about it. And I was like, what's one thing that I feel safe with? And I was like, my husband. So I started thinking about why. And I was like, oh, oh, wait, it's not because I just believe that everything's going to be okay. It's that I believe that even if it blows up, it'll still be okay. Mm. So I started feeling, what does that, what does that feel like in my body? And it felt like openness, like openness to say what I wanted, openness to fight, openness to cry. And then I was like, that's what I want money to feel like. Not so fickle. So every time I would be freaked out about money, like wake up thinking about, I was like, this shit's not normal. This shit is not normal. You should not be waking up thinking about money. That shit is not normal. Like, I know this because I used to obsess about food like this. I know this scent and this pattern. So what I did is instead of trying to be like, don't think about money, I dropped into my body and I would just feel that empty space, that feeling of what my marriage felt like. Essentially, I let my marriage override my fear of money. Essentially, I was chasing money because I didn't feel safe with masculine. 
it's crazy, right? Like, you know, in your mind, of course, I know my husband loves me and all that, but my soul didn't feel safe with masculine because of the men before him. So I literally surrendered with my body instead of my brain. You can't surrender your brain. It's impossible. How do you surrender your brain? Yeah, because its job is to basically think. Exactly. So how I surrender is I drop down into my body and feel whatever hack safety. So for some people, safety might be their relationship with their dog or with their kids. Like, is there anything in life that you trust regardless? And what does that feel like? And I'll share mine because I also had this entire breakthrough, maybe even parallel to to the time that you had it. I remember thinking, when we have one key of one area of our life, we can apply that key to another area of our life and crack that code in that other area of our life. And I remember going back and thinking, again, what is the thing that I never doubt? That I know it's always going to be there, that I am safe about, that I basically don't doubt. Like what is safety for me? That I, it's just like, yeah, of course, it's always going to be there. Even if I, one day it's not there, I know that it's going to be there the day after. Like, I'm never freaking out about it. It's just the most safe thing that I have in my life, the thing that I trust the most. And for me at the time was my connection to spirit, my spiritual abilities, my connection mm. to source. Mm-hmm. I never doubt my psychic abilities. I never doubt my connection to source. I never doubt that union of my human and my soul at all, like at all. And I know that if one day I can't access it for some reason, or I don't feel connected a lot, it doesn't matter because I know that the next day I will feel it. That is always going to be there. So I don't, I don't fear the, the lack of it or the absence of it or the movement of it. I trust. Mm-hmm. And it's never this thing that I'm wake up and saying, oh my God, I can't access, I don't have it. And I use that as the same way that you use your marriage. I use that. It's like an energetic coding. And I use that to feel into the other areas of my life. I love that for you. Example, yeah, like for example, money. Like, yeah. And dating, like, okay, maybe there might be a moment where you don't feel connected to the human but you know that with your gifts, you can always connect to their soul. Mm. Right. So even if you're doubting the human who maybe isn't saying the thing that you want them to say, you always know that you trust your intuition. Exactly. So I, I love that. Thank you so much, Tasha. I'm so happy to see you and so happy to have this conversation with you. Like I said at the beginning of this conversation, we we haven't we hadn't talked in like a year. I and know it just flowed out. Yeah, <laughs> not even happened. I don't we know, didn't even talk long. about what we were going to talk about. All of a sudden, it just boop. Exactly, and here we are. Completion. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope that anybody that listens to this conversation takes so many nuggets out of this and integrates and plays with all of these things that we're talking about. And I can't wait to hear how it goes. So if you love this episode, make sure that you send me a message or even Tasha a message and share a little bit of, of how that was for you. Thank you so much for listening. I will leave Tasha's um, information in our notes. And until next time, thank you for being here. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you love this conversation and want to explore deeper work together, make sure that you reach out directly to me instead of Instagram and also join our free community on Telegram. I will leave all the links for you on the bio. Until next time. Magic awaits.